0: this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays at his feet. It's just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie,
0: and Heath. Bye, Nato. Bye, Mageddon, Whatever you want to call it. We got six teams on by Ravens, Bears. Oh, man. Really? I really wanted to watch another Bears game. Bills, <laughs> Raiders, Vikings. Oh, I really wanted to watch another Vikings game and the Giants. They're all on by Justin Fields. Oh, you really want to watch another Giants game? <laughs> no. No, they're just going to win. Uh, Justin Fields' lowest air yards per pass attempt of his career. And it was it was like 1.2 going into the final Green,
2: drive. Screen, screen, What screen, was that? Screen. There, you know, we've we we uh, we've all lived in South Florida at some point. There are... There are less screens over the pools in South Florida <laughs> than there are screen passes that were thrown last night.
0: It was, it was like a conspiracy between those two to make the game as boring as possible. I don't understand. And then, of course, we get a, a, like basically a last-second field goal to.
2: You know, oh, but so far, your standards, it's a great game. <laughs>
0: I was sort of enjoying it at the beginning of the game. No you, no, you were not. No, I was listen, I was like I was like, you know what? Like well, okay, first drive, Justin Fields like looked pretty good. I was like, okay, I'm glad he's making some progress. I was like, you know, and then I was thinking like, you know, the Vikings defense they were so bad last year. I'm proud of them for being this good. And then by, I don't know, the second quarter, I was thinking, okay, that's enough of this crap. Let's just play – let's get some <laughs> real football here.
2: I have a, I have a buddy who's a huge sports fan, but um, between, like, kids' activities and he stays up late, he records everything, so he doesn't really watch anything live. <laughs> and he texted me last night after the first drive. He's like, oh, my God, this is awful. <laughs> and so I just texted him back, d- don't watch. <laughs> 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 and so he, he texted me back, he goes – I just fast forward to the end. I watched the end. It was it was it was not so bad. Yeah, you get that. That was great.
0: All right, so today it was waiver wire, of course, and it may not be the most exciting waiver wire week, but it's a necessary waiver wire week, obviously, as you're going to struggle in some cases to uh, fill out your lineup. So let's get to it.
2: Jamie, your top three this week are? Um poop crap and uh go find something else to do. <laughs> no, that, um, that's
0: last night's game, Jamie. I'm talking about William yeah, Wire.
2: True. Um Pat Firemouth should be the number one player to look for, you know, given the nature of the position and and clearly what he showed in the first game without uh Matt Canada. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come for him. But um, man, he looked awesome. Looked like the breakout candidate we thought he could be not necessarily the way we thought it would happen. Cause I think it would be more touchdown related than necessarily him getting all these targets, but clearly there's uh there's a lot to like about that. And then it's, you know, take your pick, but I would put Roshan Johnson second, just based on what happened last night, 50 snaps for him, 15 for Khalil Herbert. I know they're going into their bye. I know Deontay Foreman didn't play in that game, but you see what the upside could be, you know, uh, 12 PPR points, um, without really a lot to go with it, but five catches, five targets, you know, when he's been involved in the passing game, he's been good. And you just mentioned it, you know, how much, uh, it was a lot of dump off and dump, you know, dump down passes to, um, to the running backs, mostly him. Um, but really just the fact that he played so much over Cleo Herbert, and then the third guy, I think, comes down to really what you need. I'm going to still put DeMario Douglas third with the hope that he clears the concussion protocol and is able to play because I think there's more upside for him than there is for Curtis Samuel or Greg Dortch or you know, Gardner Minshew if you're looking for a quarterback. But clearly, if you need a quarterback, Minshew qualifies um, more so than Jeff Wilson because A-Chan could play, more so than the other running backs I will mention. But um, th- those will be the top three for me, Fryer Muth, Johnson, and DeMario Douglas. Dave, how about you? I We're
4: looking at the second week in a row where – Hopefully you don't need anything. Obviously, there's so many teams on by where you probably do need something. Um, I think it really depends on what you need to set the order. I agree with Friermuth being first, though, because even if you – let's just say you don't need anything. All right, your team's set. You're locked in. Uh, Friermuth might be able to give you some great depth at tight end. He might become a starter at tight end. He's absolutely worth speculating on. He's my favorite of the bunch. I put Jeff Wilson second just because we don't know what's going to happen with Devon Achan this coming week. It's against the Commanders. Should be a blowout win for the Dolphins. Wilson looked pretty good last week, and I I wonder if he's going to be the guy that could be cleaning up in the second half. Could be working with Raheem Mostert in the first half. So I think he he should be on the list, especially if you need a running back this week, and he's available – in seventy four percent of leagues, there's there's a chance there's a chance with literally everybody we'll name today th- that they could turn to dust by the time we get to Sunday, and obviously Wilson's on that list. But I th- I think he's worth speculating on. And then I agree with Roshan. His butt is that he doesn't play in Week thirteen, so he's more of a long
2: term type of add. I don't think he'll turn to dust on Week thirteen. So you have that. Going.
4: Roshan, I ho- oh no. Well, I mean he is turning to dust in Week thirteen. He's a zero. You can't start him.
0: I think I missed the joke there,
2: but I'm not sure. Dave said all these guys could turn to nuts by week three. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Um, Dave also sneakily has two little footballs in his hand. That is how dedicated to the job he is. He just walks around with little Nerf footballs in his hands.
4: Uh, I, didn't, I don't walk around with them. I just have to have something in my hands because I'm weird.
0: Uh, I'm going to throw another name out there, and I, I – I, don't want to repeat too much from Beyond the Box score. Actually, we did a pretty interesting deep dive on the Steelers' offense and why it was such a great game for Pat Fryermuth. Uh You know, it was an amazing matchup against the Bengals and, and the reasons for it. Uh, by the way, pa- Pat Fryermuth this week, he gets the Cardinals. And I'll tell you that two things about the Cardinals. In their last five weeks, they have held Mark Andrews to 40 yards, Njoku to 26 yards, Kyle Pitts to 30 yards, Dalton Schultz to 32 yards, and Tyler Higby to 29 yards but they've given up five touchdowns to tight ends in those five games. So confirm you find the end zone. It's been tough for the Steelers. Uh, But Odell Beckham this is the guy who barely played. Like I said, don't run away from Beckham because of the box score. I know it wasn't great, but he was targeted on 42% of his routes, which is insane, which won't happen again. But it did show that when he's on the field, he was still a preferred target of Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you have to not need him this week because he is on a bye. But if you just maybe want to take a longer term approach to it, I still think, God, I just want people to realize that Beckham barely played, presumably because of the shoulder injury. If he's healthy after the bye, I still think there's a chance for him to be their number one receiver.
4: They get the Rams' revenge game at Jacksonville, AFC Showdown, at San Francisco. They'll need him in his next three games. And then the Dolphins in week 17. Yeah. They'll need him then too.
0: All right, so the the prizes this week will be Pat Fryermuth, Demario Douglas, Rashawn Johnson, Jeff Wilson, also Kate Otten, I'm sure, will be pretty popular for those of you needing tight ends. Um, If you missed some of the action in the sports world, check out Morning Buzz on CBS Sports HQ. Your sports day starts here. Highlights from all the top games and leagues. Catch up on storylines and social buzz. Jump in and jump out. Morning Buzz runs all morning, starting at 9 a.m., and get it all for free on the CBS Sports app. That is Morning Buzz on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch it on the app. News and notes. Oh, Dave Stradamus. I think he got a tip. I think Dave knew. Dave knew. Frank Reich, he basically called it that Frank Reich was going to get fired in season. And it happened. Dave didn't get a tip, but it was a great call.
4: It was obvious.
0: It was obvious that you'd fire? A... So, I think I read that it's that it's only happened like three times our first-year head coach has gotten fired in season, and it's all been like the last two years. It's been Urban the Meyer. The owner
2: walked out of the game and yelled, FIRED! And everybody <laughs> could hear him.
0: It's been uh, Urban Meyer, Nathaniel Hackett, and now Frank Reich. Does this change anything in the short term for the Carolina Panthers fantasy-wise?
2: Nope. No, but playing. I I, I am curious to see with the backfield because that's clearly the the thing that we're – we're looking for, you know, I mean, I think Adam Thielen is what he is, you know, borderline number two, number three receiver, better in PPR than non is something to change with Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders, because I think part of the reason, and, and I know we talked about this a lot, what, what brought Miles Sanders to Carolina and what did we like about it going into the season was do Staley's presence. And so Staley being gone, does that help Sanders potentially? Because maybe Staley soured on him, you know, based on what we saw this season, or does that maybe... Get Sanders completely out of the way and Chuba Hubbard gets even more work. So not that you're starting either of these guys anytime soon, but maybe a little bit more clarity. My guess is that everything stays the same. You know, I mean, they're just trying to develop Bryce Young at this point and get him going. And I don't know if the talent around Bryce Young is is helping him by any stretch. I mean, you know, you look at Stroud, what he walked into with his, you know, receiving core and his offense, so much a better situation. Not that I'm going to defend Bryce Young, but so much a better situation than what is happening in Carolina right now.
0: Yeah, which is funny, is it wasn't? I don't really know that it was presented that way.
2: It was well, Bryce Young's well, got the, this. The, the offense was definitely better. I mean, you know, you get the 49 er system, that was going to help.
0: Right. But but if you recall, a lot of people thought, oh, Bryce Young is actually walking into a great situation because Frank Reich and Josh McCown, they've got all this experience, especially right. Yeah, yeah. They've got like all these guys who have developed quarterbacks before. You know, well, we see that.
2: how Caldwell feels about everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> bye, McCown. Bye, Staley. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid are both banged up. So, uh, Rashid, I think, is uh, day-to-day. Hope, But I think I read that he's not... Exp- doesn't look great for Shahid for this week, but doesn't look like a long-term injury. Would be interesting right. if he were able to play. Detroit, we know, is, is a good matchup. X-rays were negative for Amari Cooper, so we'll cross our fingers and hope he can get back. I don't think we'll be too excited about him anyway. Um, because Dorian Thompson Robinson is in the concussion protocol, so it's P.J. Walker.
2: Actually, uh, let's let's be real. Uh, it could be Flacco. Oh, yeah. It could be yeah. Flacco,
0: but but he actually had two of three games with P.J. Walker were good for Amari Cooper. Very good over 80 Well, years. really, everything
2: but Dorian Thompson Robinson has been okay for Cooper. You yeah. know, I mean, he was clearly good with with Deshaun Watson, and you know, as you as you mentioned, some some good games with Walker. But I hope that maybe Flacco, just as his experience, will help you know Cooper. In terms of best of worst case scenarios, what's the other thing that Flacco has done toward the end of his career when he's take born? a lot of sacks and lose a lot of games
4: and sling it, throw like crazy a bunch of YOLO balls to the guy he thinks is the number one target. Yeah, and All I right. think that that would obviously help Amari Cooper.
0: Uh, Baker Mayfield has an ankle injury, and he's—I don't know. I'm assuming he's going to play through it. It looks
4: like he'll play, but not at a hundred.
0: As mentioned, Demario Douglas has a concussion. Quentin Johnson, injured ribs. Seems like he'll be okay. Mm, oh,
4: sounds hope. like he got benched.
0: Not according to Brandon Staley, but yes, I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, Houston offensive tackle Titus Howard is uh, left. Uh, I don't know this prognosis there, but it doesn't look great. Um, left tackle Cam Robinson for the Jaguars. He's on IR. Miles Garrett, that's obviously a really big injury here. Brown's at the Rams. And Miles Garrett has got the shoulder injury he's hoping to play this week. Miami left tackle Teron Armstead week to week. Jalen Phillips, their edge rusher, their best pass rusher. He's out for the season. They signed Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, Cameron Jordan for the Saints. He's missed one game in his career. And he's questionable now, I think, with an ankle. And Philadelphia linebacker Zach Cunningham was, I think, been pretty good in IDP since N'Kobe Dean has been out. He left with an injury. And I brought this up on yesterday's show. So the Eagles-Niners is the big game this week. You want to go into this game, biggest game of the season, and thankfully for the Eagles, they can afford to lose this game and still be in control of their own destiny. They just played 92 snaps on defense against the Buffalo Bills, and now they have to play the 49ers. That is the most snaps run by a team this year. The Bills
2: ran 92 plays. All right, And no Lane Johnson, most likely.
0: Right. Um, Although he got good news, right? It's not a long-term injury, it seems, I thought anyway. Um, uh, let's take a break when we come back we'll give you the top oh no uh, fab talk real quick should we have a fab talk does it matter at this point how should we be approaching our fab as we approach the fantasy postseason
2: it's post-season. it's do or die for a lot of managers so you know spend what you have to spend to get whatever you need um, if you are a playoff contender and you have the ability to sort of still keep your fab for the next couple of weeks you know you could be playing defense if if possible you know if you're 7-5 and 8-4 and four, maybe looking at lock up the one seed or the two seed, you know, you could be trying to keep somebody away from somebody else. So that, that might come into play also. But I think really the ones that you're looking for to spend on probably a Joe Flacco and a super flex or two quarterback league might cost you something. Um, Fryermuth, I think if you know you're, you're tight end needy or just trying to pick up somebody that can help you that that's somebody to spend on. Yes. I would probably spend a little bit more on Roshan than, Needed just because if he comes out of the bye week as the lead guy there, that's something you might want to have on your team. And then, you know, we'll talk about a few of these guys, but like not a bad idea if you're the McCaffrey owner to manager to pick up Mitchell and spend a little bit more there. Uh, Maybe the Pollard manager to pick up Rico Dowdle, you know, just lock up your backfield, especially the good ones. So somebody else doesn't take that from you.
4: So two things. Number one, I think this is important to mention with Roshan after the bye, Lions at home at the Browns, Cardinals at home, Falcons at home in week seventeen. If he's the guy for Chicago, that's a pretty good schedule, more or less. The Cleveland matchup's gonna be tough. And no,
2: the Lions matchup's tough too. The only one I really like is the Cardinals one.
4: Really? I I think that they can
2: compete with
0: with Detroit. Detroit, I mean, Um, Detroit has such a good run defense. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I
2: don't, I
4: don't like him against each other. Uh, if if they're going to use him as the one A and they're going to throw to him, I don't mind starting him against Detroit. Okay, and I kind of don't mind starting him against Cleveland either. But that's just the schedule. I think we should lay that out there for Roshan. The other thing is that I don't know about you, Jamie. I've got a lot of names at running back, at wide receiver, and tight end, and they a lot of them kind of feel like th- if we were to tier the guys that we're going to talk about adding off of waivers, I think that they'd be grouped pretty tightly together. And so if you, if you'll hear us out today and if you feel like there's four or five names of guys that feel the same, you might not want to even put in any fab bids, wait for fab to run. And then whatever's left, you just pick up for free or for, you know, a dollar bid or whatever, and try and conserve as much as your fat of your fab as you can. All right. Now we're going to take a break. Oh, I want to
0: ask you a quick question, though. I don't know if you've been looking at your leagues a lot this morning. Updated standings. I have. Does yes. it feel like every team is somewhere between five and seven and seven and five?
4: You're like a month late making this.
0: Okay, but it's a month later, and it's still—it's the yeah. strangest thing.
4: It, it looks like the AFC wild card standings. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I mean, it's—it's—I I don't understand it. It's—it's it's really weird. It's like all my leagues. It's such a small sample size, and I—I'm, I, you know. Well, it's per- fun. No, it's great, but I, I don't know if it's like that for everyone, but in my leagues, it's so bunched up. These next two weeks are going to be
4: bananas. To What's see nice in. is that even if you have seven losses, you're, you yeah. shouldn't be completely wiped out.
2: I have, I have one league where I was four and seven going into this week, and there were three teams that were six and five, and I was like, okay, one of them's got a struggle for me to get to 7 and 7 and then to get knocked out. And so 2-1 and 1 lost. I'm like, "All right, got a chance. There <laughs> we go. There we go. Uh, I did I did happen to look at our IDP league. And I think it's our IDP league. And Dave and I are both 6 and 6. He's like 7 points ahead of me uh in the standings. Yeah. Uh, the the points. So it's uh it's going to be close.
0: Uh, and I'm 5 and 7 and I'm in second to last place. Cuz yep, if is... I had made that
2: stupid trade with you, I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what was but, it? But man,
0: the Justin Jefferson happens? trade. I get him. And I got Bijan out of that. Oh, I'm so excited to have Bijan Robinson on like four rosters right now. Okay, um, let's take a break now. When we come back, top three players at each position. We haven't talked about the quarterbacks yet. Probably a reason for that. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today.
3: My days working taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to.
1: Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
3: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
1: Spring. Spring is here Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
0: Welcome back to fantasy football today. It's time to talk about the top three players at each position. Jamie, who are the top three quarterbacks to get this week?
2: There's only three that I listed in the column and that is uh, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett and Joe Flacco. And, you know, Obviously, there's uh, a lot of quarterbacks missing on buy. There are some other options you could be looking at. You know, some some two QB super flex leagues like a Bailey Zappi, for example, if he's going to be the starter for the Patriots. Um, but you know, looking at uh, Minshew, I know he didn't have a great game. 15 fantasy points if you round up, 14 fantasy points um, and change in decimal leagues, and he's been under 18 points uh, for four games in a row. But the Titans' defense, I think, is still a matchup you can exploit, and I hope he takes advantage of it. Pick it. Three games now in a row without a touchdown. So that's not encouraging. But he looked much better, clearly. Uh, You know, a season high in passing yards. And hopefully, you know, he can find the end zone against the Cardinals, um, which we know just allowed a big game to Matthew Stafford, which doesn't happen very often as well. And then for Flacco, you know, we just talked about this during Thompson Robinson, the concussion protocol. I would guess if he's ready to play, they would play him over P.J. Walker at this point. And so Flacco has the opportunity to help you only really in super flex in two QB leagues.
0: I would, uh, if I were desperate and I couldn't get the two guys you mentioned, Pickett and Minshew, I would prefer Jake Browning to anyone on the Browns. I would prefer Browning to the Browns going up against Jacksonville. Thoughts?
4: If I knew for sure Flacco was starting, I'd put Flacco over Browning. I would too. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if that's going to happen. So for now, I agree with you. The, the problem with quarterbacks this week, you've got some that have some decent matchups, but the floor is so low and the ceiling is, I mean, I guess technically the ceiling is fairly high for Minshew. I think it could be high for Levis too, because we've seen it, but they've just, they haven't been productive. And yeah. so if you're starting Minshew as a bi-week replacement, Pickett as a bi-week replacement, uh, Levis is in there too for me. Uh, you're, I think you're hoping for like 15 fantasy points.
2: Well, the thing the thing with the two of the guys you mentioned in terms of Minshew and, and Levis, their run games are working. And so when their run games are working, mostly for Minshew, it's hard to say that they're going to get these big performances. The thing I like about Minshew is the Titans, two of their last three over 22 points. The third one that didn't do it was Bryce Young. We know he stinks. And so they give up an average of 18 points per game. He did that once in his last four. If he gets 18 points this week, that's probably a top 10 quarterback, you know, and so I, I don't want to expect 18. I don't want to make that. Oh, my gosh, I hope he gets there. But that might do it, you know, just given what we're looking at with the six teams on a bye and some of the bad matchups.
4: We're basically naming warm bodies who can throw a football as guys that you could pick up and use as a quarterback this week. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I mean you, can't, you don't even have Tommy DeVito available this week. It's a tough week for sure. Uh, Derek oh, as a joke. Derek Carr. If Derek Carr were it's available, not,
2: I mean, you know, again, there, there are a lot of super flex managers that would love yeah. Tommy to be this week.
0: Uh, super flex is tough. It's tough this week for sure. Derek super flex, if he had a
4: decent matchup, I'd put him at a Minshew. Well,
0: what about Derek Carr? If he were available, he's 71% rostered.
2: So I have those, I have the three guys in the shallow leagues. Jordan loves it 80%. Clearly you trust him. Stafford's coming off a big game, but we'll see miles Garrett might sway you on how that game goes against Cleveland. But again, warm body coming off a big game. You know the offense there. He could have a decent performance. And then Carr is sort of a, an interesting one. I would put Carr ahead of Stafford for sure if everybody's healthy. But if you don't have Olave, you don't have Shahid, it's yeah. probably going to be a very run-centric offense for New Orleans, even though Detroit's run <laughs> defense is good. And you'll probably see a lot of Taysom Hill. So Carr's coming off two stinkers. He did have 300 yards um, in the loss last week. But still, you know, it's hard to just say without Olave there. If you tell me Olave's playing, Derek Carr is, is a borderline top twelve guy for me.
4: Okay. All right, Dave, who are the top three running backs to get? I've got Wilson number one. I've got uh it just gets ugly. If you need a running back for this week, Antonio Gibson is next for me. If you don't need a running back this week, it's Roshan with the idea that you can stash him and hopefully have yourself a stud for the rest of the season. So uh I, I guess if if you need a guy, Wilson one, Gibson two. And then, goodness gracious, do you, do you trust Samaj P. Ryan? He's had some good games lately, but just not a lot of touches. Do you trust Royce Freeman? I, I don't have a good answer for the third running back. I I can't really pick. I guess I'd say P. Ryan. But if you don't need a running back this week, it's Roshan Johnson first.
0: Gibson facing the Dolphins. The Dolphins give up the second fewest catches to running backs, ninth fewest receiving yards.
4: Only no, two. You're run- hoping for like nine, 10 PPR points. Yeah. He's um, giving you nine and three of his past four.
0: Houston, though, that's Samaj Pirine's matchup. Eighth most receiving yards per game allowed to running backs. I don't know what to make of that, but just giving you all some numbers out there. But Roshan Johnson, uh Jeff Jeff Wilson, Dave likes Wilson better than Roshan. Um that might just be because Roshan's on a bye. But Wilson, Roshan, and then you've got Pirine,
4: Gibson. It's Yeah, it's not a great week. It's totally dependent on how badly you need a running back to start this week. A warm body that carries the football and sometimes catches the football.
0: Dave, since you got such a crummy position, I'm going to give you wide receivers. Give me the top three
4: wide receivers. Oh, good, because this is just so much better. Thanks, Adam. (laughs) Uh, I, I will take the chance on Curtis Samuel. I know he's had under seven PPR points in four of his past five. I'm encouraged by what I saw last week. It was a matchup where they couldn't really get going on the ground. They wanted Sam Howell to get the ball out quick. They used Samuel on short throws and on a couple of deep throws. I expect them to be trailing against the Dolphins. I would hope that he could come through as a bye-week spot starter. Douglas, if, if I knew he was playing, I'd probably put him ahead of Curtis Samuel. I don't know that. Even without the certainty of him playing, he's second for me. And I, I feel the same way about receiver as I do running backs. I don't really have a third that I like. I, as I'm looking at my notes right now, I have Elijah Moore third over Greg Dortch. If I knew that Michael Wilson wasn't going to play, Dortch would be ahead of Elijah Moore. But if Elijah Moore doesn't have Amari Cooper, and if it's going to be Flacco, or even if it's P.J. Walker, look, Elijah Moore is given you 12 PPR points or more in two of his past three. There's something to kind of like there. Again, these are these are not guys that are going to help you win your league, but they might help you get some points in week 13, and that's the whole point behind it. The difference between Douglas and the rest of these guys is that he does have appeal for the rest of the season. And so, again, if you don't need a wide receiver this week, Douglas makes a lot of sense. If you do need a receiver this week, I'd put Samuel first. I wouldn't spend a lot of fab. I wouldn't be that excited. And if you hear the name Samuel Moore Dorch, there's other names to mention. There's a really good stash candidate who's on IR right now, and Josh Palmer. Mm-hmm. If you hear those names and they all sound the same, don't put in heavy fad bids for any of them. Just wait for one of them to shake out after your waivers run and pick them up for free.
0: Okay. Josh Palmer is a good call. He is 37% rostered. He has missed his four games. So he's eligible we don't know to come if he's coming back. back. No, I, I haven't seen anything about it. Um, and unfortunately, he does have. Denver twice more before the end of the season. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. Josh Palmer, not a bad player to stash. He was, he was pretty good. I mean, pretty, especially in PPR. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he wasn't that good. He had a huge game against Kansas. He was pretty, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Worth rostering for sure. All right, Jamie, who are the tight ends that we want?
2: Pat Fryermuth would be the number one guy. You mentioned K. and I'd put him second just with the, uh, kind of safe floor that he's been giving you not exactly huge ceiling and not the best matchup against Carolina, as we've talked about numerous times throughout the course of the season. And then I'll put Isaiah likely third, again, another player that you won't be able to play in week 13, but uh, for the amount of times that Lamar Jackson threw the ball, he was heavily involved and you see what the upside can be, or at least we've talked about what the upside can be, if he's going to be involved. So he's the, he's the third guy for me by far. Did you hear the names of the teams that the Ravens play when we talked about
4: Odell? It, what's good for Odell can be good for Likely, too. I like that call.
0: Yeah, Likely, bye. And then the Rams have been a good matchup. The Jaguars are inconsistent. They're 21st against tight ends. And then the Niners uh, in Week 16, Dolphins in Week 17 for Likely. Uh, De- uh, Jamie, the
2: DSTs. The DSTs for this week, the Jaguars are number one. Uh, they get Jake Browning. The Falcons are number two. They get Tim Boyle. The Bucks are number three. They get Bryce Young. And the Chargers, number four, they get the tanking Patriots.
4: Can I give you one that you didn't name?
0: No. Sorry, this is not the place for that.
4: Okay, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> what about the Colts against the Tennessee Titans? Titans have allowed at least 10 points for their past six opponents. Two of them had 20-plus. Indy has 18 or more. And this is in leagues where yardage um, yardage against matters. But 18-plus in each of their past three games. Sure. Now, I think I like them
0: the best. I made a boo-boo in one of my leagues. I dropped the Ravens DST. Um, should we keep them through their bye? They got they have the Rams, and then the fantasy playoffs is at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, and home against Miami. So it wasn't this great outlook for them. Plus, the Chargers had been a really tough matchup, and they went out and absolutely dominated them. Um, they're just incredible. So should we be holding the Ravens DST through their bye?
2: I think you should, but it depends on again what your roster construction is. If you can carry two DSDs, then sure.
0: Okay. I would say if you're a playoff team and you don't want to drop them, you don't have to drop them. You could you could start them. If this game means nothing to you. I have a league. I think I'm going to be starting two or three players on a bye in one of my leagues.
4: You wow. might be talking to 3% of the audience when well, you say that. No,
0: I mean, look, I have there a nine
4: very and- few fantasy managers that are all right, but th- that it
0: still spot. exists. I have one team that's nine and three, and I don't want to drop anyone. I got I got a lot of bye weeks. Obviously, a lot of players on bye this week. I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna drop anyone. I'm not gonna drop. I mean, Khalil Herbert's like the worst player on my bench. I could drop him. I I assume,
2: but oh, he's definitely droppable.
0: Yeah, probably. But that's the only guy. So I'm still gonna have to start some players. I'm not gonna drop Kyler Murray. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna drop Kyler Murray to pick up like Curtis Samuel for one week. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. So if you if you are. You know, if your spot is locked or more or less, you know, don't drop the Ravens DST to pick up the Colts. You're going to regret that. Okay. Uh, kickers. Did you? No, Kickers. Go.
2: Uh, Blake Group would be number one. Groupie. Uh, groupie would be number <laughs> one. Uh, Jake Moody, too. Matt Prater, I know he didn't give you any points, but he should have. Should have. And Matt Gay, uh, fourth.
0: Dave, you got any IDP?
4: Uh, I do. Perhaps you know who I am. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> defensive linemen, I've been talking about him for about a year now, is Mike Hecht in L.A. He's available in three quarters of CBS Sports Leagues. I would take a look at him. I don't know if there's anything with Sheldon Day, but yesterday he had three tackles and a fumble recovery. I don't know if that's anything. Scratch that. He won't be good. But David Onyemata back for Atlanta on their defensive line. He's had some pretty decent outings so far this season. I would not mind picking him up among defensive linemen. Among the defensive backs, Mr. Simone Biles. Jonathan Owens (laughs) has been pretty good lately, picking up a lot of tackles. Not bad for for the Packers, so look his way. DJ Reed's been getting some good numbers, including tackles with the Jets. Derek Stingley has uh, gotten a lot of passes, defense, and interceptions over the last two weeks. Five and six tackles along with it. Not my favorite defensive back to get. But he's, he's, he's gotten some numbers, and so is Chavarius Ward. And the Eagles are about to be the next opponent for the 49ers. So Ward should get a lot of targets thrown his way, a lot of opportunities to get some numbers.
0: And Nicholas Morrow, linebacker for the Eagles, a must-add, I would say. He led the team in tackles. Uh, no, he uh, I don't think he did. But he had seven tackles. He had a big game against You the have Bulls. loved him for a long well, time. Well, it's time to pick him up. And now they had enough because Zach Cunningham just got hurt
4: sure and he's out there in three quarters of cbs leagues as well
0: yeah so both of them were playing pretty well in the absence of nicobe dean but now if cunningham's hurt and morrow's available against a team that runs the ball as much as the 49ers do that could be uh, it's a
4: really good call 12 total tackles against buffalo
0: i won't say reed blankenship anymore (laughs) but he's awesome he's like a, a stud idp but he's rostered in like every idp league all right,
4: shallow leagues and deep leagues. Jamie, who do we have in the show? Uh, right. Just one last thing about Reed Blankenship. Uh-huh. You've done your job, Adam. He's rostered in 100% of high That's what leagues. I said. He's not out there anywhere. <laughs> I,
0: I know. Yeah. I said almost every. I guess it's every.
2: Uh, Jamie, Adam, the, you've done your job that Reed Blankenship is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, if I
0: can rest my head. And my I, work is done it's, here. It's for Reed Blankenship. Yeah, shallow leagues. Go ahead.
2: Uh, mentioned three quarterbacks already. Jordan Love, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. Again, just keeping an eye on Carr's receiving core. Uh, running backs are really more just about getting some handcuffs for the guys that we talk about. Um, so it's, it's three guys that you might just want to stash just in case an injury does occur. Uh, Zach Moss, Tyler Algier, and Tyje Spears. You know, again, something happens to the guys in front of them. They would be potential league winners at wide receiver. It's a little bit better. Um, you got the two guys for Green Bay. If you want to buy into Christian Watson coming off his strong game, but 75% rostered for him. Uh, Obviously, Jaden Reed, we've talked a lot about him. He's certainly playing great of late. Josh Downs, 13 targets, didn't have a great game, but he's a must-add guy if available, 79% rostered. And then the tight ends, um, look, Dallas Goddard, there's a chance he might play this week. You want to have that on your team just in case he does because we know what he's capable of. And then Logan Thomas, still 74% rostered, so another guy you want to pick up if you're tight end needy.
0: I mean, could you argue that Dallas Goddard is the best, is the ad, the guy to add?
2: I don't know if that's the case just based on the fact that he might not play. But if you, again, if you have the ability, if you don't need Pat Fryermuth, for example, and you want to just pick up a second tight end, I would rather roster Goddard than I would Fryermuth. And they didn't put him on IR, which means they expect
4: him back, I, I think at latest, the Dallas game in week 14. Yeah. Maybe has a chance against the Niners this week.
0: He does, apparently. He's pushing to play. So, well, don't push too hard. You yeah, hurt don't yourself. push too hard. Yeah, exactly. But, um, right. Dallas Goddard definitely 79% like an rostered and uh, see if he's available. Okay. how I want to ask because Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, that you mentioned them, they just faced the Lions. They beat them up. Now they got a much different weight class here, they got the Chiefs. So how much are we buying into the Packers offense? Again, another thing I talked about on Beyond the Box Score, Jordan Love has really only done well against bad opponents. He did score 20 points against the Steelers. That's his best game against the, you know, a, a tougher matchup, but he's just he's beat up on on the garbage out there. He gets the Chiefs, they're seventh against quarterbacks, the Giants, they're 14th, uh then the Bucs, that's good. Carolina's been a tough matchup. So it's more it's more bad than good, I'd say going forward. So so with Watson, with Love in particular, are we buying them if they're available? Are we are they must roster players?
2: Again, looking at the quarterbacks, for sure, Love this week. You know, you're looking at what he's done. He's cut down on the turnovers. He's looks much better. You know, so I know the Lions' secondary is not good, but you know he managed to avoid their pass rush. Their pass, their offensive line looked a lot better on Thanksgiving Day. And again, I think a lot of it is the young receivers are growing up too. You know, you're seeing Jaden Reed improve. You, you know, they're they're doing creative things to put the ball in his hands. You know, I don't know if you want to just buy a one week sample size of Christian Watson, but you know what he's capable of when he's got his head on right and playing the way that he played against the the, the Lions as well. So, must start guys for for those uh, Packers outside of Love, just given the week at that position. No, but I want to have Jaden Reed on my team. And, you know, I, I would buy back into Christian Watson. I cut him in a few leagues. I, I picked him up in one prior to Thanksgiving just because I had a roster to play with. And he was the guy that had the most upside. But I don't want to start him this week because, like you said, the matchup is tough. But really, of the games that you listed, I think only Carolina's the one that makes me a little bit squeamish just because teams just don't throw with a lot of success the, against them. Like, geez. I'm not going to fear the Packers guys against the Giants, depending on what they look like health-wise.
0: Not the Chiefs, and, though? What about the Chiefs this No,
2: no, week? I'm saying after the Chiefs. Oh, after the Chiefs. Okay, okay. After the yeah. Chiefs, yeah. You know, so I think for for what we have been seeing at, at this position, you know, Jordan Love, his roster percentage spiked early in the season when he had those big games to start the year, and then a lot of people dropped him, understandably so, when he was, was struggling. It's definitely worth buying back into, and, and I think he's only really rostered in 80% of leagues because of a lot of fantasy managers giving up at this point, not paying attention. So, I, I, I don't love him this week, but he does crack the top 12 just based on the nature of the position. Yeah.
0: All right. I have two things uh, that I want to say before I get into the deep leagues. Number one, this is totally random, but if I don't bring this up now, I'll forget. And I think it's amazing. Uh, being under pressure as a quarterback is bad, right? It's usually not good for them. There was a quarterback who was pressured on 60% of his dropbacks in week 12, the most of any quarterback. You want to guess who that was? He had a very good game.
4: CJ Stroud. CJ
0: Stroud. I mean, unbelievable what this guy's He's doing. He's been doing this since college. Sixty percent of his dropbacks, he was pressured and he torched the Jaguars. Amazing. Um the I mean, other thing- granted, he
4: played at Ohio State. He wasn't under pressure a ton, but there were plenty of big stakes games where he was under pressure, and I thought he made some amazing throws.
0: And then I wanted to talk about week fourteen and it's just an idea I had, I hope if the NFL is listening. So I know you all do in the NFL, you all do flex scheduling. You change the schedule on in week 14, we have two Monday night games. They're at the same time. Green Bay is at the giants and Tennessee is at Miami. Do you think NFL, we can flex it so that green Bay plays Miami (laughs) and Tennessee plays the giants because then we would know which game to watch. And you wouldn't have to change the home road or anything. It would still be a Giants and a Dolphins home game. But we would make football so much better that night. Just think. Dolphins, Dolphins Packers?
4: Yeah, I think so. That would be a lot better. Okay, Dave, who in the deep leagues should we be looking at? It's so gross a quarterback. Um, Obviously, Minshew, Pickett, Levis, these guys are available in 55-plus percentage points of CBS leagues. But deep leagues, it's Browning. It's uh, I don't even really like Desmond Ritter because he's going to play Joe Flacco. Flacco would be at the top of the list if we knew for sure that he was going to be the starter for the Browns at running back. There's a larger conversation to be had about who to start stashing now. If you think your team's going to be in the playoffs and you reshape the bench of your squad. And so some of these names make sense for that. Obviously, Jeff Wilson. 74% 74% available. We've talked about him. Dearness Johnson, 96% available. Looks like he's the backup to Travis Etienne. Um, who else is on my list? Josh Kelly. Michael Carter, maybe. That's that's gross. Never mind. Not Michael Carter. But Joshua Kelly, if you've got Eckler. Elijah Mitchell, if you've got Christian McCaffrey, he's still out there in half the leagues. Rico Dowdle, if you have Tony Pollard, he's out there in about 60% of leagues. Do Do I say Latavius Murray? That sounds kind of gross, but Latavius Murray... If you've been riding with James Cook, those are guys who are available in deeper leagues. That wide receiver, uh, Dortch available in 98% of leagues. A.T. Perry didn't have a, a smash game in week number 12, but I think he'll have some more opportunities if there's no Shahid, if there's no Olave. There's already no Michael Thomas, and he's available in 96% of leagues. We talked about Josh Palmer. Um, Jalen Hyatt, we talked about him on Sunday. There's some appeal long-term Obviously, you can't use him in week 13, but he's available in 91% of leagues. And then at tight end, it's kind of gross. Jawan Johnson, same thing as A.T. Perry. He's out there in 86% of leagues. He's going to do at least eight PPR points in two of his past three. If that's a good thing for Kate Otten, then that's a good thing for Jawan Johnson. Gerald Everett's out there in 74% of leagues. He got a touchdown last week. And uh, is, is this guy worth stashing? Would you stash Darren Waller? Yeah. 46% sure. rostered. Chance he comes back. Dable was asked about him this week, and he said that he's trending in the right direction. I think so.
0: But I actually think Juwan Johnson's pretty interesting this week. Imagine if Olave put- and, Ch- and Shahid are out. That's a, a sure. good deep league option. A lot of there. two
2: tight end sets for the Saints.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I would be very excited about Taysom Hill in that scenario. Yeah, Me too. Oh, yeah, Scott Fishbowl. Oh, I made it to the next round of the Scott Fishbowl by the skin of Congrats. my time. I Jamie, like, cleared it. I am <laughs> toward the bottom, which means it's probably my last week at the Scott Fishbowl.
2: Okay, we'll be back. I have, uh, I have literally no running backs this week. None.
0: Oh, wow. This might be your last week at the Scott Fishbowl. My,
2: my, well, you know what, though? The, 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 my running backs have not been the reason I've advanced. I, last, this past week, I started Keaton Mitchell and Alexander Madison. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> not terrible. All right, we will be right back with a recap of last night's... Oh.
1: At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
3: order that's petmeds.com and promo code podcast
0: <laughs> Chicago 12 Minnesota 10 Bears had the ball for almost 36 minutes I guess the big question here is is this just a bad game for Josh Dobbs or is the is the Cinderella midnight I don't really remember that but something about pumpkins and Midnight and something like that.
2: You have that. a daughter. You absolutely know you are about. No, I don't.
0: About. We haven't gotten to see. You went from
2: the uh pastronaut to the intercept or not Um <laughs> bad. It was uh it was ugly. It was ugly. Um I, I you know, I, I was gonna put him as a drop in, in waiver wire, but I still think people would gravitate toward him just knowing what he did do prior to that. But there's I, I think I'd be some some potential of them going to maybe Nick Mullins or back to Jaron Hall, you know, just looking at how bad Dobbs did. And it's not like there's a huge investment in him. I know he had a couple of good games and, you know, we talked about this off the air with uh, our, our Vikings guy, Thomas Schaefer, that they still had a chance to win the game. You know I mean? Granted, they, you know, did not look good offensively and, you know, give credit to their defense. Also give credit to the bad bears offense, but, they were in position to win the game, and he did lead them to that touchdown drive with T.J. Hawkinson. He also—I know it wasn't the best of throws—but Jordan Addison should have made a better play on that oh, one yeah. on the sideline throw. Um, that would have also potentially given them a big play. I, I don't think Addison stays in bounds based on how the throw was, you know, headed. But um, he could have, you know, maybe done something to help his quarterback there a little bit too. So, uh, I would—I would still hold Josh Dobbs just to see what happens through the bye week.
0: I just would love to know. I know there's no way to know this. But how many fantasy leagues would have been decided if that had been an Addison fifty-two yard touchdown? It should have been. Yeah. Wide open mm-hmm. up the field. It just should have been a fifty-two yard touchdown and a huge game for him. Um, all right. How about Jordan? If we expect Justin Jefferson to be back after the bye, should we hold Jordan Addison or is he droppable?
2: Ten team leagues, low. maybe he's droppable, but yeah. Twelve team leagues I'm definitely holding. Yeah, he'd he would be a low number on the dropometer, like a two.
0: You want to hold Cole And again, Komet? if
2: they do go to, let's say, Nick Mullins, probably, a you know, as we talk about with guys like Joe Flacco, you know, there's probably more, and Gardner mentioned, you know, when you, we were talking about Anthony Richardson earlier this season, there's probably more catch upside, you know, for for the receivers than there is with Dobbs who will leave the pocket more.
0: Would you, who do you think is more droppable, Cole Komet or Khalil Herbert?
2: Herbert. Herbert by far.
0: If you had Komet, Going into his buy and Fryermuth were available. Would you swap or would you want to hold both? Do I need a tight end? Yeah, let's say you need a tight end this week. I'm swapping because I need a tight end. But, but do you think Komet is is so valuable that you would prefer to to add to not drop him and have two tight ends?
2: It, I mean, that's totally dependent on what else you have on your team to be able to hold two tight ends. But if it's just that's what you have to do, then you're dropping Comet to pick up Fryermuth. Okay, I think we're done with this I agree. game.
4: Uh, the dropometer. Um, you should add that the Bears' defense played really well. They did. I, I thought defense was amazing. It. Jalen Johnson was amazing. I, I think yeah, that's like that T.J. Six, Edwards.
0: What a game he had. He was yeah, everywhere.
4: Bears' defense might be turning into one of those teams that other teams don't want to play
2: down the stretch. Well, it's been like that for a few weeks.
4: Yeah, but th- this seemed like the combination of their defense playing really, really well. They were really prepared for what Minnesota did, and then I thought the Vikings' offensive line was a problem.
0: Vikings, uh, um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. He was under pressure a lot, for sure. Okay, uh, the drop meter I don't have a lot of names, so we'll go through players to drop as we look at the waiver wire at each position. Um, Jake Ferguson, he's slumping big time. Uh, drop a meter on Ferguson for Fryermuth.
4: Yes, yes, for Fryermuth.
0: Okay, how about? Yeah, we don't need a drop meter I think that's like... Would you drop Ferguson for Otten?
4: No. Agreed.
0: How about Cooper Cup and drop a meter
4: No. Okay, zero. He 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 clearly does not look the same. No. And he's not nearly as explosive as he once was. So hopefully he gets healthy. And maybe two weeks from now, he's back to being his old self. But it, it he just does not look good. He's not droppable, though.
0: I also have those same fears about Puka Nakua, watching him on tape uh, yesterday before Beyond the Box Square. Now, he, he is not a fast guy, Puka Nakua. He, his 40 was terrible. That's not how he wins. But he's I know, quicker than fast. I know he's been dealing with injuries, and he just he didn't look special at all yesterday. Dan and I both watched, came to the same conclusion independently. It doesn't mean we're right. It doesn't mean things can't change, but he's been on the injury report with a knee, with a shoulder. So I do wonder if that's taking a toll on him.
4: And yet when you watch him compared to Cooper Cup, he looks like he looks awesome.
0: Cup looks kind of like Kyle Pitts
4: did a couple. Yes, ago. that's such a great call. Uh, I agree 100 percent.
0: Jacoby Myers coming off a big game. We were saying you could drop him, but and now he's going into his bye week. So this is a perplexing one. Drop a meter on Jacoby Myers.
4: Six. I'll go lower. I'll say he's around a four.
0: All right, let's do the waiver wire, and like I said, we'll give you drop options at each position. So the waiver wire, quarterbacks... droptions. options. Yeah, I like it. Jordan Love, Matthew Stafford, and Derek Carr. Stafford against Cleveland and Baltimore in his next two games, so we'd rather not, right?
2: But then that third one.
0: That would be Washington. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> interesting how much... Let's say he comes off two 12- to 15-point games against Cleveland and Baltimore... How much are you really going to trust him against Washington?
2: Well, if you're the Joe Burrow manager that got into the playoffs and you need a quarterback, you've been playing quarterback roulette, I would love Matthew Stafford against the Washington Commanders. Probably.
0: All right, so Love, Carr, and then you know Carr's status is obviously going to depend on the availability of Olave and, to a lesser extent, Shahid. Gardner Minshew is number one amongst the widely available players. Kenny Pickett is two, and Joe Flacco is three. I also mentioned Jake Browning. And you put in the drop list Geno Smith. Uh, would you drop him? F- you'd start Minshew. How many of those guys would you start over uh, Geno Smith at San Francisco? No.
4: Uh, He's got Dallas. Dallas, sorry. Thursday against and Dallas. And then San Francisco.
2: I would start oh. Minshew and Pickett over Geno Smith this week.
4: I have Minshew over Pickett. But, or I'm sorry, I have Smith over Pickett. I have Minshew over Pickett, too. Uh, Minchu smith pickett is how I have it currently ranked.
0: And what should the Baker-Mayfield manager do? Baker-Mayfield facing Carolina, fourth best against quarterbacks, but then he gets Atlanta next week. Uh, so what should the Mayfield manager do?
2: I would prefer Minchu this week, so if he's available and you want to make a one-week switch, that's fine. But I would start Mayfield over Pickett and Mayfield over Smith. Okay. Uh, running backs...
0: Let's see. Is there any other... Sorry. Are there any other quarterbacks we need to talk about dropping? Um, I don't think so.
2: The only other one of significance would be Dobbs. Drop-o-meter? Five. Two.
0: Okay. Running backs. Check for your handcuffs. Zach Moss. Tyler Algier. Tajay Spears. Rico Dowdle. De'Ernest Johnson. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then the ones to get this week not necessarily for this week, but Roshan Johnson going into a buy played 74% of the snaps by far a season high for him, but we don't love his schedule coming out of the buy and Deontay Foreman could be back at that point.
4: Jeff. I'm Wilson. okay with the schedule coming out of the buy.
0: Okay. Fair if enough. He's,
4: if he's going to get 74% of the snaps and he's going to dominate third downs, I'm good with it. That's
0: a good point. Jeff Wilson could be, I mean, we have no idea how valuable he'll be. We don't know if a going to play this week,
2: but if you're if you're Miami, based on how bad that field is, there's no way I'm playing Devon H. Chan in Washington. Not a chance. And so Wilson for this week is very flexy. But, again, if you're looking long-term, there's no comparison for me between Roshan and Jeff Wilson. Right. Correct. I agree.
0: Samaj P. Ryan, Antonio Gibson... Those are other guys you can look at if you're in a pinch this week.
2: Gibson's interesting, and and, and I know you're looking at the list I gave you, Adam. This morning, I moved Gibson ahead of Piran. I agree with Dave. If you're looking for one week, Gibson's in a better spot. He actually played one more snap or two more snaps than Brian Robinson did. Uh, It was 46% to 45% in the game um, on Thanksgiving. And we know what the game scripts have been for Robinson and Gibson. And so you go back... He was coming off the toe injury on a short week. I know he didn't play the week before, so who knows how healthy Gibson was. He was limited all week in practice. But the three games prior to that, he had at least five targets in all three games and at least five catches in all three games. So given the nature of how this game should unfold with what the Dolphins offense should be able to do, I know, as you you said, they haven't been great in terms of allowing a lot of receptions to running backs. But I don't think that necessarily matters when it comes to this Washington offense and how they operate. So I still think Gibson's in that five-catch range. And so that makes him a little bit safer, let's say, than Pirine does. The real appeal for Pirine is it's twofold. One, you know, Dave mentioned this. He's been productive the last two games, 13 PPR points in each of the last two. It's come in different ways. Two games ago against Minnesota, it was the seven catches on seven targets. And you talked about this, Adam, that a lot of that was in the fourth quarter. And then last week, it was the touchdown as soon as Javante left. So he's been productive. So you might have some flex option there. But also, he's kind of, I think, established himself clearly as the number two guy ahead of Jaleel McLaughlin. I think if there is an absence for Javante Williams, P. Ryan's going to be the one you want. McLaughlin will still get some work, clearly, but P. Ryan's kind of safe with his role in the passing game. And the fact that they gave him the first goal line opportunity without Javante there, I think kind of speaks to what they think of him right now.
0: Any interest in Miles Sanders or Royce Freeman, if you saw them on
2: your waiver wire? So... Sanders is a, a little bit of a wild card. He's at 65% rostered, So he's right on the cusp of the guys we talk about really not much. You know, again, I, I, I think the fact that he lost kind of the reason why he went there is not a good indication of what's going to happen to him moving forward, unless something happens to Hubbard. And the thing with Royce Freeman is yes, he ran well against the Cardinals. Everybody's going to run well against the Cardinals. Uh, I, most likely Najee Harris is my start of the week this week. So, you know, the the Cardinals, I think just bleed fantasy points to running backs. I don't want to buy into that because he was not great when he was sharing with Daryl Henderson. And I expect him to be great when he's sharing with Kyron Williams. Like, not much interest there for me with with Royce room. All right,
0: wide receivers. The shallow league guys are Josh Downs, Christian Watson, and Jaden Reed. Who's your favorite in that group? Downs, Christian Watson, Reed. Was that a sneeze? No, it was like a throat clearing kind of deal. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, It's Downs, Reed, Watson.
0: Okay. What about Jahan Dotson? If you saw him.
2: Uh behind, behind the- those first three.
0: All right. And then we have Demario Douglas, Curtis Samuel.
2: Why would, D- why would anybody want Jahan Dotson at this point?
0: Um he had five for fifty-two last week. That's not bad. Similar games. He just hasn't
2: been good when Curtis Samuel's been involved.
0: Uh yeah.
4: It's true.
2: Okay. What did he do two games ago? Didn't he score two games ago? He, he did scored. after Curtis Samuel was ejected.
4: Ah. Yeah. Uh
0: Demario Douglas, Curtis Samuel, Greg Dortch. Remember with Greg Dortch, his his role might depend very much on Michael Wilson's status, which I think we discussed a little bit earlier. Uh Odell Beckham going into a bye. AT Perry, that's gonna depend on the other two guys there, Olave and uh Shahid. And Shaheed himself also is not someone you should completely overlook. If he gets back this week, he might have a better chance. I don't chance. think he's
2: playing this week based on the reports. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, Jalen Hyatt and Jalen <laughs> Guyton. I think I'm going to be starting Jalen Guyton in a league. Uh, the Patriots actually in their last four games, they've been pretty bad against wide receivers, um, including, you know, 109 yards to Jalen to Hyatt and a touchdown to Isaiah Hodgins. I don't want to start Jalen Guyton, but it's one of those. You're definitely going to be starting some players that you don't want to start.
2: Well, I mean, Brandon Staley, you know, the, the the master of all press conferences, did say that um, this is a must-win game for them against the Patriots. Uh, I will give you a very deeply guy, just in case there's an injury, is Keith Kirkwood. Um, he actually had more targets than A.T. Perry. And if there is no Alave and no Shahid, Kirkwood might be heavily involved by the Saints. Okay, players you can drop. Jerry Judy. I thought he was a country singer at first when I saw his name.
0: <laughs> uh, Jerry Judy is droppable. Jahan Dotson. Tyler Boyd, for sure. Rashid Shahid, they are all on the drop list. Uh, what about Devante Parker, by the way, if DeMario Douglas... Another
2: good Deep League guy. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it could be Juju. It could be, you know, they're trying to get maybe... Uh, is it Butte? How do you pronounce the name? I think it's Booty. Um, booty. Um, get him more involved. Taequann Thornton might get more involved. But it feels as if every time Parker has these spots, he tends to be a little productive. Not necessarily uh, mega productive. But, I mean, look, how much he you trust in the Patriots this and I know the matchup's great, but... They're so bad. Seven they, they, PPR they have definitely points. gotten the, uh, the, the tanking memo.
4: I think the seven PPR points he had last week was his best game since week two. Right. It's just
0: Demario Douglas is out. Kendrick Bourne is out. If if Douglas is out this week. Yeah,
4: Yeah.
2: I get it. That's one of those, you know, how Dave was talking about let waivers run. You know, you get to the oh, end of the yeah. week. Nobody's clamoring for Devontae Parker. You know, if you find out that Douglas is out and you need a wide receiver, like in your situation, Adam, you know, you don't want to drop anybody. But if you ha- have players to drop, you know, you're trying to just get whatever minimal production you get. That's the perfect guy to go go pick up.
0: Okay, tight ends. Goddard, if he's available. Logan Thomas is another guy. So let's say Logan Thomas, Pat Fryermuth, Cade Otten. How would you rank them?
2: Fryermuth, big space. Uh, Thomas and Otten back basically back to back. Agreed. Thomas, and Otten, are like the same guy. Like they just don't score a lot of touchdowns. They get you seven, eight PPR points. You know, nine is a big week. And they kind of just hover around that 10 to 14 range, depending on how the uh, tight end production shakes out for that particular week.
0: Yeah. I've been actually, it was Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm thankful for Kate Otten on some of my teams and the eight to nine points you get, which is better than I started John Smith in a league and he didn't have a catch. So,
4: Five of his last six games, he's gotten at least eight PPR yeah. points.
2: This is a pretty Gerald Everett, character. too, is kind of similar, you know, based on what we've seen without Mike Williams uh, on and Josh Palmer. You know, when he's been playing, he's been kind of like that four for – I mean, basically, the, the the Chargers tight end has been kind of like four for 40. So it's almost very similar to what you're getting from K-Dot too. You know, Parham was that two weeks ago when Everett was out. Everett was, what, four for 40 in touchdown, something in that range. Um, that's kind of just what that role has been. Both of them have
4: terrible matchups, though. The Patriots have allowed nine and a half half PPR points to a tight end in three games all year. The Panthers, we know the Panthers don't give out a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Same thing with tight ends. Only two have had at least eight and a half half PPR points against them, and they've done well against the Falcons' tight ends, against TJ Hawkinson. I don't know if done well is the right term, Adam. Uh, It might be more like didn't didn't have to deal with. They They have held, this
0: is Kate Otten's matchup, They have held T.J. Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, Sam Laporta, Jake Ferguson, Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz, all of them to fewer than 50 yards. Dalton Schultz just had five yards. Uh, Sam Laporta caught two touchdowns in that group. That's the only one who scored a touchdown in that group. So, like, the Hawkinson game, if you remember, I think Andy Dalton threw, or I think, uh, sorry, I think Kirk Cousins threw...
4: Very little. Eighteen he didn't passes, have something like that. It was that. the first game this season of the, the the year where he didn't have to throw like fifty times. Yeah.
2: But those are teams that run the ball well, and the Bucks do not run the ball well. So we'll see.
4: They will this week.
2: Yeah. They might. Yeah. I mean, the
4: Vikings were able to run the ball pretty well in that game, if I recall. Isaiah Likely is Rashawn another White's guy. like a top three running back.
0: Is Isaiah Likely worth holding through the bye? Yes. Yeah. Tyler Higbee with that big game. Cleveland, though, gives up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. That's Higbee's matchup. And then we mentioned Juwan Johnson, who did have seven targets in this game. He had three of them after Chris Olave's injury. Uh, and then also with after Olave's injury, Juwan Johnson himself missed some time. And Detroit is 20th against tight ends um, in kind of a weird way. I don't way.
4: think they've allowed more than eight and a half half PPR points to a tight end. Uh, other than Mark Andrews in week seven. It's very strange.
0: They don't give up big games to individual tight ends. They give up big games to the collective group of tight ends. So So that's going to be perfect
4: for the Saints. That means that Taysom Hill (laughs) is going to have a monster game and Jawan Johnson is going to catch three balls for 35 yards. And your DSTs, the Jaguars against the Bengals, the Falcons at the
0: Jets, the Buccaneers against Carolina, the Chargers at New England, And Dave likes the Colts this week, right?
4: Love them. Okay. And they're out there in over 70% of leagues. At Tennessee. Kickers,
0: Blake Groupie, Jake Moody, Matt Prater, and Matt Gay.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions
0: apply. All right. That's the waiver wire, folks. (sighs) Big night tonight, Dave.
4: Big night. I know. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's it's, it's going to be a litmus test for how good the number eight men's basketball team in the nation is Miami Kentucky
0: okay. folks watch with us. You watch the game just so you can feel what Dave and I are feeling and, you know, be let's go like, jump jump on the bandwagon. Right. Are, are we contenders or not? I will say this. I think I've pro- I'm sure I've mentioned this before. One of the coolest sports experiences of my life was going to a Kentucky basketball game in Rupp Arena, regular season game. It was a, a truly special place, magical place. If you are a college basketball fan and you can make it, or a sports fan and you can go to a Kentucky basketball game, who they play? I'm pretty sure they played Vanderbilt. It was some SEC game. It was kind of a rivalry, All nothing right. big. Um, and the just the it was just really cool. It was I was like, wow, this is this is different. This is awesome. All right. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Not trade talk. We we'll have to play some game. We'll do a game show on fantasy football today, tomorrow. Get excited. We could
2: do a draft. Well, what, what, what would a twenty twenty four draft look like?
0: I was thinking about that. Is Bijan Robinson number two
2: next year? Uh, no. I probably take Taylor over him, though.
4: So. Jonathan, Taylor? I have I have done very little thinking about. The 2024 draft. Well,
2: I want to see the coaches for the Falcons.
0: Now's your chance. The first place Falcons? (laughs) Who's you fire our first place coach? They make the playoffs. It's the same guys. It's been the past few years. I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't. I doubt it. Actually, I feel like if
2: they win a playoff game, it's a different story. But if they make the playoffs at sub Uh, 500, no. Okay. Take it easy, everybody. Come You deserve
0: the
1: truth.